the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There is a tale that the other people tell. Don't know if it is true, but I love it so well. Charlie Mont sings for their supper every night. People fed him well because he treated them so right. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel right now. Jolly Mon. You know, every time I come into this studio, and good evening, everyone. Hope you're having a great week. I uh, hope you had a great week. It's the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. A little Jimmy Buffett there as we kick in to this Sunday. I'm just I'm just dying for warmth. It's been cold here in the Northeast for uh, for a while. We got a bad snowstorm last week. Portions of the area got over two feet of snow. I got, you know, I don't know, six, seven inches, whatever it is. Um, but every time I come into this studio to record, somebody always messes with my levels. Somebody is on this where they turn the, the volume down very low. I'm hard of hearing. If you're in this business long enough, you'll end up being hard of hearing. I just, I hate when that happens. You'd think I'd check it before, uh, you know, before I start, but I don't. What are you going to do? Anyway, we've got a great show for you tonight, A craft beer, uh, two craft beer guests, actually, that's going to join me later this hour, the usual news and notes to get to. But you can follow me very easily on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram, at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com, slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, email at albergg at nycradio.com, iTunes, Google Podcasts, of course, you do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can find the shows on those platforms, iHeartRadio, Odyssey as well, and of course the Hopped Up Network. Head over to thehoppedupnetwork.com. You can download and listen to the podcast version of the show whenever you want, which is really cool. Now, can you believe that this show, which happens to be, I think it's our 306th or 307th show. I don't have the, the exact number. But it's also our six-year anniversary. Six years ago. This show started on a Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl not getting played this week. There was the Pro Bowl. Next week is the Super Bowl because, of course, they need to. The NFL can has to continue to push this into way into February. Um, started on Super Bowl Sunday. We aired. I think it was noon to one or one to two or whatever it was. Gave you some drinking tips and Super Bowl party tips or whatever. And we had our first interview um, with Mark Burford from um, uh, Blue Point uh, Brewery. Out in Long Island, in Hop Hog, Long Island. Very cool. Now, did the powers that be send me a congratulations? No, but I'm cool with that because I'd like to think that the show has flown under the radar for a lot of people for a long time. So I'm kind of happy about that. Um, and it's, uh, you know, listen, it's to you fans that listen to the show. It's to people that come up to me uh, when I'm at various, uh, you know, breweries or beer events or something and somebody comes up and says, hey, man, I listen to your show and, you know, it's really good and appreciate, you know, what you do. I thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I'm having fun. I mean, after six years, 
Uh, and when I started this show, who knew that when I started this show within, uh, what, it was six, seven months, I got diagnosed with cancer, uh, had to battle cancer for six months, do a month of radiation, um, and come through it on the other side. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say unscathed. I still have long-term uh, issues uh, from the cancer. My uh, The lower half of my body is just shot. My legs and feet are just, you know, a mess. But I will tell you this. This is the PSA I'm going to give you. If you're not feeling good, go get checked out by the doctor. If you're not satisfied with those answers, go get a second opinion. That's how they found my cancer. They kept, they kept probing and probing and probing and probing until they figured it out. I wasn't satisfied with the initial answers that I was getting. And I'm glad that I kept pushing. There's my uh, PSA for the day. Uh, coming up in 20 minutes, Tom Mosman, Sarah Barlow. They're the co-owners of a new brewery that's opening in the spring in Fort Collins, Colorado. It's called Mythmaker Brewing. We're going to get the details on their journey and a lot more coming up in just under 20 minutes from now. And I played that Jimmy Buffett Jollymon uh, at the start of the show. Uh, I am just I'm dying to get to someplace tropical. I have been uh, planning a, a solo vacation for quite some time since my mom passed uh, last year. Um, was I don't want to say a difficult year, but there were some ups and downs of last year, and um, things just didn't work out the way I wanted it to. And let's face it, uh, COVID has been an issue. Um, I know other friends that have gone away and not had issues. Um, but, um, you know, I think somewhere in the back of my head, I'm still a little fearful of it. Um, and I am fully vaccinated and boosted and the whole thing. Um, but it's one of those things where I need to make the decision and just do it. And I'm going to. But I don't want to do it in the summertime. Like, I'm looking to go to a warm weather place when it's cold out. When it's cold out, that's when I want to go to a warm weather place. That's the bottom line. So there you go. Anyway, let us dive into some beer news, because I've been busy blabbing about everything but beer. Uh, Keith Shaw, the former head brewer of Modern Times in Anaheim, is joining Fast Friends, Fast Friends excuse me, Beer Company as their head of brewing. That's down in Austin, Texas. Keith, born and raised in Long Island. He served in the Marines as a helicopter crew chief from 2001 to 2007, graduated from the University of California at Davis Master Brewers Program in 2013. Keith has been an integral part of the Modern Times Brewing Team since 2014, helping them grow their brand and their annual beer production from 2,000 barrels per year to over 60,000 barrels per year. Keith was personally responsible for starting up and leading brewing operations at Modern Times Pilot Facility in Los Angeles, the Dankness Dojo in their Anaheim production facility, Leisure Town, uh, Dave Childress, the founder of Fast Friends, says we're incredibly grateful that Keith agreed to lead our brewing team. We're also thrilled to add another combat veteran to our team. Keith is the type of person, uh, this is from Dave Childress, the founder of Fast Fi- Friends. Uh, Keith is the type of person who enlisted to serve our country after September 11th. He'll tell you with great humility that after he witnessed the horror unfold only miles from ground zero, he knew he had to do something. That's pretty cool. And according to uh, Keith, He said, I had been talking to a Marine recruiter when 9-11 happened and had a military entrance processing station appointment the very next month. I remember my father asking me if I was still going to go after 9-11. I answered him with a resounding yes. Keith checks all the boxes. He is technically a gifted brewer, a creative recipe writer. He leads by example, and he's a kind human. Uh, We couldn't have found a better brewer and or a better person to help us build something special in South Austin. That's pretty cool. So a Marine vet. Uh, who signed up after 9-11, um, was doing great things with Modern Times, now joining Fast Friends Beer Company in Austin, Texas, as their head brewer. Kudos to Keith. That is pretty awesome, and good luck to him. And thank you for your service to our country. Our good friends from Ross Brewing, 
They are live for shipping across about half of the United States. Their distributor, Taproom Beer, can now ship beer to a lot of different states. Arizona, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Washington, D.C., Delaware, Florida, Indiana, uh, Idaho, Illinois, um, Louisiana. No, L.A.? Isn't that Louisiana? Or is that New Orleans? No, that's Louisiana. New Orleans. Listen to me. You think I know my states. Uh, Montana, North Carolina, New Jersey, of course. New Mexico, Nevada, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, Rhode Island, South Carolina, Texas, Virginia, Washington, and Wisconsin, in addition to New York. I'm glad I got all of those abbreviations right. Um, head over to the Ross, uh, Ross Brewing page on Facebook. There's a link there uh, for Tap Room. You can hit it up. You can start ordering Ross Brewing uh, if you're in any of those states. And Tap Room Beer will ship you that beer directly, which is very, very cool. Now, our friends from uh, Big Brew, New Jersey, 10th anniversary, uh, join Morris Rugby in celebrating this milestone, Northern New Jersey's largest beer fest. It uh, takes place Saturday, February 19th. Uh, it's at the Morristown Armory. There's two sessions. One is from 12 to 4 with music by The Outcrops. Session 2 is uh, 5.30 to 9.30. The music is by Rock Bottom. Free shuttle bus to and from the Morristown train station. That's compliments of the Big Brew. Starts at 11.30 in the morning. The last ride is at 9.30 from the Armory. It is a benefit also to help the Morris Rugby Corporation. Delicious food, great music, vendors. They're going to have hatchet throwing, too. A lot of fun. Tickets on sale now. BigBrewNJ.com. 21 and older with a picture ID. If you use the promo code BEMINE before midnight tonight, before the end of this show, get 15 bucks off. BEMINE is the promo code. 15 bucks off. All you got to do is type that in before midnight tonight, which is really cool. I will be at the second session of Big Brew. Cannot wait to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. My good friend Allison throws a great party all the time. Uh, and the Skylands Ale Trail in New Jersey, passports are now available at participating breweries. You visit six local breweries. You earn three stamps at each brewery. You receive a very cool Skylands Ale Trail hoodie. Uh, so drink craft beer, get rewarded. Now, you have to complete the trail by April 30th, 2022. The breweries on this first edition trail for the Skylands Ale Trail Jersey Girl Brewing, Angry Eric Brewing, Manskirt Brewing, uh, Zigmeister, Buttsville Brewing, Invertas Brewing. Get your passport at any of those breweries. You you go to all six, right? You go, yeah. We go to all six. I had a count in my head because I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, you go to all six breweries. You get three stamps each at each brewery, and you get yourself a Skyland Ale Trail hoodie. Now, uh, I know there's the Huntington Beer Trail. Uh, Hamilton has one as well. I think there are a few others getting started around the state. All of this is with money from the state of New Jersey to help promote it. This is really cool. So you're supporting local businesses by going to these various trails. You get your passport, uh, you get a passport passport book from one of the breweries. You get it stamped, and then uh, you get yourself uh, this hoodie from the Skylands Ale Trail. I don't know what the other ones are doing. Uh, they haven't really said uh, if they are giving away anything, but that's really cool. And you're supporting small businesses. And you're getting to taste some, some really good local beer from the great state of New Jersey. Kudos. That's awesome. I want to see more people do that. Every county uh, should have a trail. They should. It's important. I could see an easy one on Uni- in Union County. Um, South 40, uh, Wet Ticket, um, maybe, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Is Twin Elephant in Union County? Yeah, I think Twin Elephant is in Union County. Whatever. They, they should come up with something. 
do it. Uh, I know Untied is in Union County. Uh, oh, no. Actually, that might be Somerset County. No, it might be Union County. Well, whatever. Bottom line, every every county should have a trail in New Jersey. It'll be a lot of fun. Now, when we come back after a short break, news and notes, more news and notes from around the beer world. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer, and you might say, Toto, really? Hold the line. Well, there's a reason for that. We'll get to that in just a second. You can follow me very easily on Twitter at Algatulo, uh, Instagram at Gatulo. That's G A T U L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email. Albert G at NYCRadio.com. iTunes, Google Podcasts. You do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the shows on those platforms. Alexa Ready as well, uh, iHeartRadio, Odyssey.com, and of course, uh, the Hopped Up Network. Head over there, uh, and you can listen to the podcast ver- podcast version of this show. It's easy for me to say uh, whenever you feel like it, and it's usually a couple minutes after the show. You can download it and listen to it at your leisure. It is our six-year anniversary program. That's right. Uh, we've been doing this show, or I've been doing this show, for six years, and I can't thank uh, all of you enough for listening, supporting uh, the program. As I've always said, it's always about small business. Uh, it is always about uh, the brewers and the job that they do, uh, bringing this uh, delicious magic that has been around for thousands of years um, to your lips and to your belly. So uh, kudos to all of you, and thank you for listening to the program. Uh, coming up in 10 minutes, Tom uh, excuse me, Tom Bozeman and Sarah Barlow, they are the co-owners of a new brewery that is opening in the spring in Fort Collins, Colorado, and it's called Mythmaker Brewing. We'll get the details on that journey, and along with a lot of other stuff, uh, coming up in just about 10 minutes from now. So I played Toto to start this segment because I just found out earlier this week uh, I'm going to see Journey at the end of this month um, at uh, Prudential Center. Billy Idol was supposed to be the opening act. Um, and then Toto was joining Journey on the tour later on. We were going to miss Toto. So I was like, eh, you know, I've never seen Toto. It would have been cool. I've seen Billy Idol. He's great. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but then all of a sudden, I see uh, somewhere, I forget. Oh, it was on Facebook. Uh, the Prudential Center announced, oh, by the way, Toto is replacing Billy Idol. So I don't know what happened. Now, uh, could it be possible Billy's not ready? Could it be possible that Billy got COVID? Uh, we don't know. I haven't really read anything or seen anything that says uh, that that is the case. All I know is Toto is replacing Billy Idol. So it may be a question of uh, maybe Billy had something going on and they just flipped the dates. So Toto starts the tour. Billy Idol ends the tour as the opening act. I don't know. But um, excited because I've never seen Toto. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. My wife was a little disappointed, though. I want to see Billy Idol again. Okay. I mean, I like Billy Idol. I'd go see him solo. You know, not a problem. But uh, really nice to see concerts just happening again. Very, very cool. I'm excited. Very excited. Anyway, let's dive into the beer news. Uh, The Colorado Brewers Guild, nonprofit trade organization for independent craft breweries in the state of craft beer in in Colorado, uh, presents the 7th annual Colorado Pint Day. This will take place on Wednesday, April 6th. 
this is, uh, er, you know, people flock to breweries every year uh, around this time uh, to buy, uh, to purchase pints. Colorado Pint Day Limited Edition glassware will be available, and a dollar of each pint glass that is sold gets donated directly to the Colorado Brewers Guild, which is great. Now, more than 100 breweries across the state participated in Colorado Pint Day last year. They sold over 19,000 glasses. That's great. Uh, It's a fundraiser, of course, a great way to support local independent craft beer. The CBG's mission of promoting and protecting its members through advocacy, education, and public awareness. Now, this year's theme celebrates Colorado Parks and Wildlife and their 125th anniversary, which is really cool. They had a number of different submissions, uh, according to CBG Executive Director Shoney Adelson. Um, They announced Anna Long, graphic designer and marketing manager for Copper Kettle Brewing Company and CEO of Norlo Design, the lucky winner, um, she was previously a graphic designer at Big Grove Brewery in Iowa before moving to Denver to lead marketing at Copper Kettle Brewing. Uh, one of her labels uh, was awarded a gold medal at the Craft Beer Marketing Awards for Best Bottle Design in 2021. Very, very cool. Now, apparently, the, um, the, the, the glass is going to be you know celebrating the park rangers and staff members, uh, but also a great horned owl, which represents the park's as they are round, uh, round in every state park within Colorado while a park ranger stands tall overlooking the land so dearly protected. So very cool. So that's going to be on the glass, uh, and that is really exciting. Now, the list of participating breweries for Colorado Pint Day will be announced at a later time. When we get that information, we will get that over to you. Uh, our friends at Indeed Brewing, uh, they have released their 2022 brand calendar. Highlights include new 12-pack offerings, including Pistachio Cream Ale, Flavor Wave IPA, uh, a double IPA releases in March, and a hard seltzer 12-pack is slated for the spring of this year. Um, Ryan Bandy, the sales director of Indeed Brewing, he's been on the program before. Pistachio Cream Ale and Flavor Wave IPA, huge hits for them last year. They're thrilled to now offer them in a 12-pack option. A pistachio Cream Ale wasn't bad. Uh, the Flavor Wave was all right, uh, kind of along the lines of, of every other uh, sort of hazy IPA that I've had. It wasn't something that blew me away. Decent. Very good. Yeah, I, I will say that. Um, they are super stoked about further curating uh, beyond their beer offerings. Uh, they're perfecting their recipes for the already popular Boone Hard Kombucha and forthcoming Hard Seltzer. So um, they're going to be doing a Seltzer 12-pack uh, coming out in the spring. And, of course, uh, they're going to have double IPA releases next month. Kudos to Indeed Brewing for that. Our good friends at Ross Brewing, Buns and Barley, it's out now. Uh, 10.5% ABV Cinnamon Bun Stout. They did that in partnership with Almost Home. Loaded up with cinnamon, vanilla, and actual cinnamon buns in the mash. The beer is rich, creamy, sweet, and with the cinnamon flavor you are craving. In fact, I have cinnamon rolls at home that I am dying to bake. We just I don't know why we bought them. I think we bought them like a month ago. And like We were shopping and we just threw them in the cart. So, uh, uh, you know, we'll, uh, I'm going to have to make those uh, at some point and see... Um, See how they come out, but I am very interested in seeing this and tasting this buns and barley, uh, the cinnamon bun stout, uh, which is at ten and a half percent for my good friends at Ross Brewing. So kudos to them for uh, sending it over. Uh, it is in stores and on tap uh, already. It is available at Tap Room Beer for home delivery if you live in New York. I'm not sure if this is going out to their national distribution, but uh, once we get those details, uh, we will let you know. Heavy Seas, our friends over at Heavy Seas, they're going to have a new year-round offering. It's called Chocolate a Volcano. It's a 9% ABV dessert stout. Uh, as they say, a lava flow of velvety richness. The taproom release takes place 
on February 18th. I've seen a picture of this. It's a real nice uh, banging stout uh, that looks really, really good. So uh, be interested to try that. We'll see if they uh, send us some samples of that. Uh, Craft Beer Marketing Awards. I mentioned this last week. Uh, they, um, they have some new judges on their judges panel. But not only that, because of the Omicron surge, a lot of breweries uh, were unable to get their um, uh, submissions in in time. So the CMBAs have uh, extended uh, the, uh, the deadline to February 14th, which is Valentine's Day. So you have a little, bit, a little more than a week uh, to get your entries in. It's uh, 40 ca- over 40 categories covering all aspects of brew marketing, labels, logos, tap handles, and more. Uh, podcasts are also on this list. So if you have you know, a great podcast that you want to submit, you can submit it to the Craft Beer Marketing Awards. There will be judges that will judge it, and who knows, maybe you get uh, a crushy. So uh, really cool. And the uh, celebration for the awards will take place during the week of the 2022 Craft Brewers Conference in May. Uh, you can stay updated at craftbeermarketingawards.com. And then finally, Jay Wakefield Brewing, they're releasing a new paella-inspired beer with Chef Aaron Brooks of Edge Steak and Bar in the Four Seasons Hotel in Miami. The new beer is called Socrat. It's a 4.2% ABV rice lager brewed using Calisparo rice, saffron, and lemon. Socrat is the term for the delicious crunchy rice that forms at the bottom of a paella pan when cooking the traditional rice dish from the Valencia region of Spain. The beer, a collaboration between Jay Wakefield Brewing and their brew team and Chef Brooks, who cooks a massive paella at the Wakefest Invitational, Jay Wakefield's anniversary party and international beer festival each year. The festival, now in its seventh year, is going to be held April 9th in Miami. Socrat has been released at a uh, special uh, first pour party at Jay Wakefield Brewing uh, today, February 6th. Chef Brooks will be on hand to cook one of his massive, uh, or was on hand, excuse me, uh, to cook one of his massive paellas from uh, noon today until the paella sold out. Four packs of 16-ounce cans of Socrat available for purchase uh, for $14.99 in the JWB Taproom while supplies last. Uh, Socrat will be available on draft at both the JWB Taproom and Edge Steak and Bar and Four Seasons Hotel in Miami. Jay Wakefield Brewing, of course, located 120 Northwest 24th Street. So kudos to Jay Wakefield, a paella-inspired beer. That sounds pretty good. I like that. I'm digging that a lot. Uh, when we come back after a short break, Tom Mosman, Sarah Barlow, the co-owners of Mythmaker Brewing, they'll join me on the program. The program? The Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me very easily on Twitter, at Algatulo. Instagram at Catulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Of course, we're on uh, iTunes, just to a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. We're also on Google Podcasts as well. Alexa Ready, Odyssey, iHeart, and finally, the Hopped Up Network. Just head over to the hoppedupnetwork.com. 
You can check out the podcast version of this show Monday mornings, a couple of minutes after the show ends on Sunday nights, uh, or you can download and listen to my cast or a plethora of others whenever you feel like it. Now, my next guests, they are the founders, owners of a new brewery that is getting set to open in Fort Collins, Colorado in the spring of this year. For more info, you can head over to their website, MythMakerBrewing.com. That's Myth, M-Y-T-H, Maker, M-A-K-E-R. Let me welcome to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, Tom Mosman and Sarah Barlow. Tom, Sarah, how are you? I'm good, how are you? How are you? Uh, doing very well. Tom, Sarah, first, congratulations on the new venture. Sarah, I'm going to start with you. Who came up with the name MythMaker Brewing, and what does it mean? Um, that is a name that Tom came up with. Um, we have so many craft breweries in our country that it's really, really difficult. And I think Tom and I had a spreadsheet of well over 200 names going. And Mythmaker was one of the ones that he originally pitched to me. Um, and we just kind of kept coming back to that one. Um, for us, I think it's kind of the way I interpret it, at least, um, is that you know, we, beer is so old, it's so traditional, so we're playing on these kind of old tales of beer, um, these old myths of beer, but we're also creating new ones with all these innovative styles. Okay. All right. That sounds good. Now, Tom, why is now the right time to open a brewery? I know everybody says, oh my God, COVID and restrictions and this and that. It's, it's, been, it's been devastating for small businesses left and right, but why is right now the right time to open this brewery? Uh, I think for us, really, it worked out for timing. Uh, I've been planning since, like, 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah joined in with uh, the planning in 2020 after the pandemic had started. Okay. Uh, for us, really, the timing worked out with uh, a brewery that was closing in town, people that we knew, and um, just trying to get into our own spot. Right. It's going to be quite, quite a lot of work and a lot of money, and this actually helps quite a bit. And I think this coming... Spring, summer, it's going to be a lot better for businesses. So I mean, it, it's going to keep getting better and better slowly. But, I mean, also for, for us, ramping up production in the beginning is definitely going to help out. Sure. As far and, as working out kinks. And so, and so basically it was a confluence of, offen- of events, but basically the, the one brewery going out of business and you guys being available to take over that business, kind of the right place at the right time. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. And, Tom, you're not just going to be brewing your standard beers. You do want to branch out in brewing styles that people may not be accustomed to in the Fort Collins area. What are some of those beers? Uh, I, I definitely like to experiment and play with traditional styles in kind of like a new light. Uh, and then also some historical styles that people used to brew a little bit more back, you know, in the 1800s or whatever like that. Right. Uh, that they don't do anymore. Uh, one of the ones will be a Lichtenhainer. Uh, so it's a German smoked sour. Uh, it's a historical style, basically a, a kind of like a blend between a Rausch beer and a Berliner Weiss. Okay. So it's kettle soured and oak smoked wheat. Um, I just really like smoked beers, and I keep seeing the popularity of sours go up and up. Yep. So I kind of want to try to use that to get people into smoked beers. Okay. So it, uh, it lets me have a smoke beer on, on tap because I like smoke beers. I, I like that. I like that idea. I mean, I know Switchback does a lot of great stuff with um, with with smoked beers, and you don't see too many people doing smoked beers. So that's really cool that you want to mm-hmm. introduce a style that you want to get people into it. And to be honest with you, Colorado, that's a perfect place 
to do something like that because you, I, I'm my guess is is that a lot of the people there are willing to experiment a little bit and and try something new. We're talking with Tom Mosman and Sarah Barlow. They're the founders owners of a new brewery that's getting set to open in Fort Collins, Colorado, in the spring of this year. It's called Mythmaker Brewing. For more info, just go to their website mythmakerbrewing.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer, Sarah. You guys have a Kickstarter fund going. Uh, how is that uh, proceeding right now? Um, it's going great. We've had a lot of friends and everything reach out to us over the time in planning that said, you know, they wanted to contribute and help out any way they could. So that was a great way for us to have people that have supported us along the way help out, even if it was just $10 or more. Um, but it's going great. We're, I think we're over 80% funded at this time, oh, and we great. still have about 20 days to go on it. So I think we'll definitely reach our goal. Um, and, yeah, we're, we're so grateful for all the support. And I have to, I have to ask you, Sarah. I know in the press release, and you just said it about how so many of the brewers have been great in helping with advice, material, et cetera. And that is the one thing that I love about this business is that everybody kind of helps one another out. If somebody, you know, is missing a bag of grain, and they, you know, somebody else has it, they'll lend it to you until you can get back to them. And you know, it's such a great uh, community of people. And I know that you said it's one of the things that has drawn you to the beer business when you started. How does that make you feel when you see all of these people coming together as a community? Because let's face it, you're all in it for the same dollar. But it's got to be a, a it has to make you feel great that people are willing to uh, pitch in and help out, even people that are in businesses that are you know obviously trying to make a buck as well. Yeah, um, I think because we all offer something different, whether it's the atmosphere in our tap rooms or the beer that we brew, um, we all have a little bit of different things. And Fort Collins is such a um, destination for beer. So many people come because they want to go on a vacation where they can explore beer. So that really benefits all of us. And the more communal we are, the more we're helping each other out. It just, you know, all ships rise with the rising tide is kind of our saying around Fort Collins with the breweries. Um, and it's great. We know everybody, I think, between Tom and I, we, we are familiar with almost every owner of every brewery in this town. And Everyone really, truly has come together to help us out, and it, it's been very honorable, and we're very grateful for it. Uh, and Tom, so, uh, Tom, how did you and Sarah meet up? Were you guys working together at a brewery, or you just happened to, in circles around Fort Collins, you guys kind of met up? Yeah, kind of just both in the same industry for, you know, since 2012 here in Fort Collins, and then just working events, beer festivals, or going to seminars and stuff like that. You know, you hang out with people in the industry. So that's kind of how we met, and then I... Wound up trying to, for kind of a partner for front of house that had made and stuff, and she was actually also planning her own with a with her own business plan. So she reached out to me, and we kind of just meshed it all together. That's, Again, it was just a really great timing. That's pretty cool. Good. That's pretty cool. Talking with Tom Mosman and Sarah Barlow, the founders, owners of a new brewery that's getting set to open in Fort Collins, Colorado in the spring of this year. So listen, if you're planning that summer vacation, maybe you want to take it to Fort Collins, check out Mythmaker Brewing. For more info, you just go to their website, mythmakerbrewing.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So this might sound like an obvious question, Tom. What's your favorite beer style that you like to drink? That uh, that's always a hard question for me because I'm a pretty seasonal drinker and I like every beer ever. All right. Um, well, we're in February. Let's say go, the one I go more for is a uh, uh, German style Oktoberfest uh, Martin. Okay. That's I'm always looking forward to that season. I think that's just a great balanced beer. I, I you know what I would agree yeah. with you. I and I think it's I think it's underserved a little bit uh, within the because everybody goes oh it's uh 
you know, Oktoberfest beers are out in August. Great. I don't really want to drink that, but it is a well-balanced yeah. beer. I do agree with you on that yeah, one. Sarah, what's your favorite beer style? I knew you were going to ask me that next, and I honestly love Oktoberfest just as much as Tom does. <laughs> we, have that. we have that on our website, just like a little about us, and we had both answered that question with Oktoberfest. And, yeah, same thing. I can never wait until that time of year for it. But um, I drink a lot of dark beers, and I always love a light beer as well, like just something easy and crisp to drink while you're out on the lake or something. It's right. really nice, too. So, so my guess is when you guys do open in the spring, an Oktoberfest beer is going to be on the menu, right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to wait till uh, July. Uh, uh, there you go. There you go. All right. Last question for me here. Sarah, I'm going to ask you first. What is the one thing that you are looking forward to when the brewery opens? Just building the community around it. Um, you know, obviously I've been in this industry for uh, about a decade now, and you have so many, like, regulars that you meet at the places you're working at. And so it's going to be really nice to have a place that we can kind of call home, that we can build our own community and our own regulars and see those people day in and day out and just build something really special with, with the people that want to patron our bar. And, Tom, same question. Uh, I think it's pretty much the same answer for me, too. I, I'm just really looking forward to building the community more uh, and serving guests and, you know, blowing minds, maybe. <laughs> hey, <laughs> listen, <laughs> it's it, right. I mean, half of the half of the, the whole part of this, it's the journey to get there. Once you get there, you guys know what you're doing. You're brewing beer. You know how to interact with the community and stuff. It's always about that journey of getting there. And hopefully there aren't. Too many delays, and you get you you know you you hit your target when you do, and you get those beers cranking out there, um, you know as soon as possible. Is there is there um, and I, I should have asked this before, and we're running out of time, but um, is there thought of getting beers out uh, sooner before the brewery opens? Because there's a couple places in Jersey here where guys have gotten their beer out in cans. They've they've kind of gypsy brewed a little bit just to make sure that people know who they are and the name brand awareness before their actual tap rooms open. Uh, we had thought of that, uh, just contract brewing at breweries around. Also, I work at a brewery currently, and we were going to contract at the brewery that I work at, mm-hmm. and it would be, you know, because it, it would be me brewing the same beer. Sure. Um, but I think now with this deal going through and opening the spot, we're going to just focus on that. Okay. Very good. Very good. My guests have been Tom Mosman and Sarah Barlow. They're the founders, owners of a new brewery that's getting set to open in Fort Collins, Colorado, in the spring of this year. It's called Mythmaker Brewing. They have a uh, a Kickstarter uh, uh, f- uh, fund up if you want to uh, contribute. Uh, but for more information, just head over to mythmakerbrewing.com. Tom, Sarah, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Best of luck with the brewery. Thank you. You're welcome. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. I could let that song go for a little bit. The Great Rainbow, Richie Blackmore's Rainbow, which actually 
Did it start with Ronnie James Dio as the vocalist? Yeah, I think Dio was the the original vocalist of Rainbow, and then it went to JoLynn Turner, who you just heard there with Jealous Lover, and I think Jeff Scott Soto at one point sang with Rainbow. Richie Blackmore was always a complex, weird individual who just had just a just a different take on stuff. Tremendous guitarist, tremendous guitarist, but just like weird. Just a weird dude. I've been reading uh, the Ronnie James Dio biography, and it talks about the first half of his career. Um, and I think it stops right around the time when he's solo Dio, um, but doesn't get all the way into you know the reunion with Black Sabbath later on and this and that. I think it's the way he put it, or he put it to his his wife Wendy. He wanted to do a book. You know, first half of his life, second half of his life. I don't know if he ever got the second half of the book written before he passed away. Um, but, you know, Ronnie's career as a, you know, a 50s doo-wop guy to this progression into heavy metal uh, from Elf to Rainbow to uh, Black Sabbath to his own solo stuff. Pretty wild. Ronnie had a pretty unique career. He's, he sorely missed. But anyway, Rainbow was one of the bands that he was in um, with Richie Blackmore. And as, as I'm getting into that part now, it was kind of a tumultuous time. Uh, with Richie because he was very mercurial. So we'll leave it at that. Uh, Suds and Duds, of course, which is, as always, is our final segment of the program where I review beers that I've had over the past several weeks, uh, and I tell you whether I like them, it's a Suds, or whether I don't like them, and it's a Dud. So let's dive in. I got an opportunity uh, to have a a solo kind of dinner at Paragon Tap and Table uh, a week ago. Um, I was coming back from picking up beer uh, at Source Brewing, and um, my wife didn't want to go out to eat. She didn't want me to bring home food. She wasn't hungry. My mother-in-law wasn't hungry either. And I said, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to pick up food and bring it home and eat by myself? Or am I going to sit at my favorite joint and have a couple of drinks and enjoy some food? I'm glad I did. Because first, the legend, Sherm, is back behind the bar Thursdays and Friday nights, which is always good. Love that. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and Dom and Tom and Tom Funk and, you know, all the guys there, Ernie and, and uh, Keith, they do a great job over there. And the selection of beers there is even better than it was from, let's say, five years ago. The waiting by Twin Elephant. Wow. The fact that they have Twin Elephant on, on tap is awesome. Um, but this one, I'll tell you, a Cezanne uh, with slight dryness, and I was expecting it to be a little bit more spicy, but it's actually it was, it was actually a well-balanced beer. Delicious. Phenomenal beer. I mean... Pretty much everything Twin does is tremendous, uh, but this was really good. It was one of those where I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it enough where I probably could have had another one, but I didn't because I'm glad that I dove into this next one. So Moonraker Brewing, based out of California, um, and I, you know Keith and I, Keith was the bar manager uh, and the beer manager there. Uh, we were discussing this. They're in Northern California. Um, I guess uh, Keith thought they were outside of Los Angeles. They're actually outside of uh, Sacramento. And um, they just came into the state, into New Jersey. And let me tell you something. They got two beers right now. Fantastic. First one up I had was Bubble Dust. Dank, resinous, great flavor. Kind of reminded me of that cannabis, that that cannabis smell that you get uh, in certain beers. I don't mean to say that they put, you know, cannabis in the beer they don't i'm just saying you get that um that aroma 
that cannabis gives off, especially when it comes to, um, you know, West Coast uh, style IPAs, which I actually I enjoy. And uh, it's one of those, you know, you, you sometimes you got to revisit the stuff that you, you started drinking with. But anyway, uh, Bubble Dust, excellent beer. Wow, is this fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Uh, very impressed uh, at how good it was. So uh, very happy uh, that I had a can of that because I will tell you, Paragon has a great can selection. You'd be uh, remiss. I mean, they've got 20 great taps of beer, but definitely check out uh, their can selection every once in a while because you will not be disappointed for sure. Uh, then I had a Rainbow Sherbert uh, by Prairie Arti- uh, Artisan Ales. Beautiful sour, light, delicious, just uh, the perfect sort of um, palate cleanser after having uh, the bubble dust because it, it's nice to shift to different styles. This was an excellent beer. And then I bought a can of Mo- the other Moonraker offering, Electric Lettuce, to bring home. This is a great IPA, too. Great hop flavor on this one. Uh, really, really nice. I'm, I'm really happy that I bought the can and brought it home because it was definitely worth uh, it, it was definitely worth it to buy it and bring it home uh, to try it. I don't know if I would have necessarily gone out and bought a four-pack of these guys, you know, sight unseen, because I hadn't heard of them before, but I'm glad I got to try one of them at Paragon because it definitely uh, provided me the impetus to buy uh, another can of these guys and definitely enjoyed it, hoping that um, I think it's uh, Remarkable Liquids, I think, is uh, bringing them in. Uh, into the state of New Jersey. So looking forward to seeing some more offerings uh, from Moonraker Beer. Um, single Silo uh, series from Source is always a good one. The Ultra Zappa, I found, a, found this back uh, in the refrigerator while I was making jambalaya uh, down in my beer fridge, and uh, it went perfect with the jambalaya. Just the spices from the jambalaya with the, um, with the bitterness from the, uh, from the hop there. Nice, the spice from the hop, perfect. Uh, just an excellent beer to wash that jambalaya down. Now, a couple of beers that Source put out, uh, and of course you can get your beer from Source right off of Route 34 in beautiful Cold Snack, New Jersey. They release their beers on Fridays, beerbroadcast.com. That's where you can order those beers. Um, and let me tell you, uh, the, the beers they came out with this week, now I didn't open the bottle of uh, one of the beers uh, that I purchased because that's one of those I want to share it with a few people. But Apple Cinnamon Puff, oh my, what a nice cream ale. Great balance of apples and cinnamon. The vanilla in it is very nice, too. was not cloying at all. I wasn't expecting that because I know what these guys do and how they balance their beers. But I was not expecting the apple and cinnamon to be so um, perfectly balanced. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I guess you could say that. It, just, it had a really, really nice dessert-type flavor. A great after-dinner beer if you're looking to have something a little sweet but not super sweet and sort of, well, I don't feel like having dessert, but I want dessert. That makes sense? Maybe that makes sense. That's a great beer, Apple Cinnamon Puff. Loved it. Uh, The Venetian Pills that they put out, I actually had last week on tap at Source. They gave us a a pour of it. This is almost a crystal clear beer. Clean, crispy, delicious fantastic. Oh, I wish I, I should have bought another four pack of this. This is one of those ones where I know I can pour it in a glass and I can crush two or three of these and it is unbelievable. It's a great beer and the process in which they use, they have a new tank where this, uh, this, this process where it just cleans everything up and you just, you can, I mean, you could read newspaper through it. You could read, you could read something right through the beer. That's how clear it is. Fantastic. Now the Yang beer that they put out, I didn't have the Ying, but I had the Yang from Source. 
a banging milkshake IPA from these guys. The vanilla shines all the way through on this one. Uh, a really, really nice um, uh, milkshake IPA. Uh, you know, getting close to that 8% range there in Imperial. Uh, fantastic beer. Really, really good. Delicious. And then uh, finally got a chance to crack this can. I bought it a while ago. I probably bought it about a month or so ago. Speedway Stout, the Espresso and Madagascar Vanilla by Al Smith. Let me tell you something. The Espresso and Vanilla, beautiful in this. A little more Espresso than Vanilla, which I didn't mind it. Um, you know, a little. I would like a little more balance. But again, really enjoyed the Espresso and the Vanilla. I have to tell you, what Ale Smith does when it comes to stouts is off the charts. They really make a banging stout. The, the original Speedway stout is fantastic. But if you try their variants and all the different things that they do, unbelievable. Spe- it, I mean, Ale Smith does such a great job. I am looking, so looking forward to going back to San Diego again. Uh, hopefully by the end of this year, I'd like to get out there in November uh, for uh, San Diego Beer Week because... There are so many good breweries there, and I only scratched the surface when I was there uh, a couple of years ago. It's almost five years ago that I was there. Folks, we are out of time. My thanks to everyone involved in the show, including my guests, Tom Mosman, Sarah Barlow from Mythmaker Brewing, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.